Welcome to the New American Weekly. I'm Kate Daly. This show is not like any other talk show. This weekly wrap-up cuts right through to the truth about our world, our country, and the propaganda. It's not about the right or the left. It's about the truth. We need to question everything. Let's do this. Hi there. Welcome uh, to the New American uh, Weekend Show. And I'm so glad to do this wrap up. I'm Kate Daly, your uh, host. And let me just tell you, we have a lot to talk about because a lot's been going on. We have elections this week. We have all kinds of things happening. And I want to start off with one of the most or more emotional, um, more uh, probably really hard for me to even talk to, uh, talk about because I have such strong feelings about this as a as a conservative, as a Christian. Um, what happened in Ohio? Let's let's start there because there there is some truth that needs to be known. There are some big time lies being spread, and we have to really work hard to have the public understand what's really going on with us. So let's start out with Ohio. Ohio, they let me play. Let me roll some tape actually, and let me roll some tape because this. This is this is really it's grotesque to me because I'm so vehemently against abortion. But here you go. Here's Ohio celebrating, clapping and very, very excited about what just occurred as they created a constitutional amendment to make abortion legal. Here you go. Abortion is health care. Now, this is being said while a woman is holding a baby on stage and the guy next to her is literally almost congratulating the baby. He's so excited, doesn't know who to look at. You know, he's just like, "Ooh, look, abortion. And you're thinking, how could you be in a spot where you're advocating for, excited for and celebrating for, to me, um, the, the murder of a fetus, the murder of a baby in the womb? OK, and um This is the problem. And I want to spell this out because there's some big lies told about the Dobbs decision. And this is really at the heart of why this actually happened. So one of the things that that occurred with this is that they were saying that the the Christian right, the conservative right, um, whether you're both those things, some of those things, whatever, that this was a situation where they were not compelled to fight this. Okay, they were not compelled to fight this. And so nobody really came out and, and, and were vehemently against this constitutional amendment. And the reason being is that when you looked at the uh, Pew polls, okay, um, that they were uh, that most Americans, 60 over 60 percent were saying that they needed to make abortion legal. Now, what happened with the Dobbs decision last summer in 2022? was that the headlines said, and this is where the big lie was in, okay? So let's correct this right now. Most people don't are not aware of this. The big lie was Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade, ending right to abortion upheld for decades. Okay. Number one, let's tell let's tell the truth. There was never a federal law against abortion um, or for abortion to occur since the 70s. Since that that case took place back in, um, of course, 1973, this did not create a federal law. There was never a federal law. Okay, so the lie that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade is an out and out lie. All along, the states had the right to pursue um, a state decision on abortion because 
Roe versus Wade was only a Texas case. Okay, every case that the Supreme Court looks at and gives a viewpoint on. Okay, obviously, Supreme Court cannot issue law. Congress does that. Okay, so there's there's one truth that needs to be told again and again and again, because the media gets it wrong every time they call it a ruling when it's not a ruling. Okay, it's a it's a it's an opinion on a case. So the opinion on the Roe versus Wade, which was a Texas case. Okay. They it came out that obviously from then on Roe versus Wade, um, that abortion could happen legally. Okay, but it didn't make it a law, a federal law. So any of the states at any time in this last 50 years could have absolutely 100 percent said that they were going to go. They were going to, you know, come to their own opinion. And states started figuring this out uh, about a decade ago. And I was interviewing people about a decade ago on this as groups were coming forward and realizing, now, wait a second, there is no federal law. So when the headlines came out and they said that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, the Dobbs decision did not overturn anything because there was nothing to overturn. What it did was it gave it back to the states. It was saying it was really neutral. Very, very neutral. It was like, we're not deciding anything. We are now not going to hear these cases. This goes right to the state, okay? This is right to the state um, to, to do what the state's going to do with it. Now, what it, what that really means is it was a reminder to us that there was no federal law, but you didn't see that splashed about in the papers, okay? You saw Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade, and everybody on our right was clapping and celebratory and not even questioning the headline. The problem was, was that we kind of went to sleep. A hundred percent of the people out there thought, oh, it was made illegal. (laughs) That's not true at all. That's not true at all. Okay. Some states pulled back because they're a conservative state. And so they basically, you know, were starting to say, okay, well, as a state, a conservative state, we're going to do X, Y, Z. Here's the problem. The reason that the, that the right was not energized to fight this and what they just did was more damaging than anything that could have been done all along in the last 50 years, and that was to create a constitutional amendment and get it passed that says that abortion is legal. That was the worst case scenario, the worst thing that could have happened, and guess what? This is on a movement now across the United States to happen. This is on this is on track now to go to every single state where you have a very asleep pro-life right right now thinking that everything's been taken care of. It hasn't. This has now opened a doorway for those that are very complacent towards the issue now and think everything's fine to now cementing it as a constitutional amendment, which is so dangerous, right, inside every state. There was a reason they lied in the papers. There was a reason the media lied to you and said the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. What was what was overturned? All they said was, eh, not in our court system. That has that's the states. That's not an overturning of anything. That's where the power was anyway. That's where the power accumulated anyway. It's just that we had a lot of politicians on our right that would that would take abortion as an issue to campaign on. And all they had to say was, I'm against abortion. And we go, yay, you're against abortion. That's great. Because they didn't have to do anything. Now they could have, here's the lie. They could have done something, but they didn't want to. So what every state in the union said was, oh, too much money. Don't want to fight that. Don't want it to go back to the Supreme Court. 
Okay. So for 50 years, 50 years, everybody thought that that was a federal law. It was never a federal law. The Supreme Court cannot create law. They cannot. Their arm is not for that. It's to give an opinion on a case and they could give a a somewhat like national opinion on something as the highest court in the land, but they can't create law. So there really was nothing to overturn. So everybody was lied to when they thought that Roe versus Wade was overturned. And then everybody got really quiet, really complacent and not fighting. And now they come in with the big guns. Think of it as a war. Now they're coming in with the tanks. Okay. Now in every state, they're trying to get a constitutional amendment passed. They're doing this in Florida. They're doing this all over because they know that the right is going, oh, what? We already took care of that. No, that's not true. We didn't take care of it. We are asleep at the wheel right now. We are not taking care of anything. This is dangerous, you guys. This is so dangerous. What are we going to do about this? We have got to correct this. We've got to tell the truth about this. And we've got to get to a place where people understand what's actually happening. Because now the war is really getting fought and nobody's standing up to it. This is the danger. So this Ohio precedent that they just set, this, this, this constitutional amendment they just passed that now is on fire across the nation, this is more dangerous than anything that could have happened along. The devastating court decision of 1972 isn't even going to hold a candle to what we're going to have to deal with next. And that's what people aren't understanding. We have got to get into this fight and we have got to be very, very aware that we were lied to. We need to be very, very aware that it isn't what it seems and that we have to fight this even more now. It's dangerous, you guys. I'll be right back. New American Weekly. Are you fed up with where our nation is headed? Here at the John Birch Society, we know how to fix a reckless, corrupt, and out-of-control government. It starts with patriots like you. We believe the only way to liberty and national sovereignty is to not only understand what's in our founding documents, but demand that every elected official adhere to them. The Constitution is America's only solution. Join the John Birch Society today. Visit us at jbs.org. Back here with you on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. How are you? Oh, boy. Uh, So... In just kind of finishing that off, I just please make people very, very aware that we we have a fight on our hands and we are losing the morality of this country. And when I say losing, I know you're probably thinking we've been losing this a long time. And yes, the culture war, we've been losing that for a long time. You know, I, I, I've interviewed a lot of people over the years. Uh, so many, I can't even, maybe 2,000 people, more probably 4,000, 5,000 people, and some of, the, some of the biggest names in conservative movement. And I ask the question, the difference between liberty and freedom. And many people, can't, many people who you'd be very surprised actually can't answer that question. But it truly is. Freedom with morality is what liberty is. I know. It's a, I, it's a tough question. You, you can't believe the people that get stumped by that. But liberty is with morals, Okay. And it's interesting because freedom, freedom can be good and bad, right? Free to do whatever. But when you're talking liberty, it's with morals. 
And we must work on this as a nation. We're getting into a, a really bad spot here with what happened in Ohio. Now, some of the races, this is so interesting because there were a lot of accounts of um, vote flipping, Pennsylvania. That was another thing that was kind of coming to the forefront was, oh, my gosh, Pennsylvania. What are we going to do about that? And uh, and this is an interesting one because this is several voting machines in multiple districts were reported that, especially in the Northampton County, and here we're talking about a swing state, we're down to votes getting flipped and not recorded properly. And it appears that when a voter selects a yes or a no for one of the candidates for retention to the Pennsylvania Superior Court, the selection is recorded on the paper ballot and on the machine uh, for the other candidate. Wow. For the other candidate. So people were going in thinking they're voting for one and it votes for the other. Okay. And that they had to shut down the machines affected by the air. Now, we all knew, and I've done, I've done a lot on this, a lot of research on the Albert sensors named after Albert Einstein. And the Albert sensors are on all the machines across the uh, United States, most, most all of them. And these machines do not do anything when the vote's going in, okay? These sensors, when the vote is then being tallied on the backside and when the software exchanges hands and the software goes to be counted collectively, that's when we have the problems, okay? That's when they, it's, it's connected to the internet. They can say it is all day, it's not all day long, but the office that controls this is the office of the internet, so for the government, so... Um, I'm not quite sure how they can keep saying it's not connected to the Internet. But because of this, we have this huge problem, this disconnect in America. of We know something's going on. We know there's been a lot of fraud. We know that that the Albert sensors kicked in in, I think, 2016, 2017. We know this. And yet we're still at this place where we think like magic, (laughs) magic, like poof, everything's going to be fine when the next election comes. Why do we do this? I don't know. If you could move county commissioners in every single city, in every single county, I'm sorry, county commissioners in over just over 3,000 counties in America to then hand count, to get away from the software, to get away from the machines, did you know we could save a nation with its voting? If we could get the counties to respond. And this is why all across America, the emphasis is never on saving the county, saving your city, which is really where the fight is. Um, There was an interesting clip by Elon Musk, and he talked about bang for your buck. If you want bang for your buck and you want to give money to politics, city and county is where it's at. Because when you give money federally, when you give money to a senator or give money to a congressman, you don't get the bang for the buck. You don't get that, okay? But you are all affected by what happens in your city and what happens in your county. And you all realized this back in 2020, right, when they did the lockdowns. It's the city and the county rules. It's those laws. It's those regulations that affected you the most. And this is still where the fight is. So while we might not be able to do um, something about fraud at the federal level, because I don't think they're ever going to do anything. Now we have to get the counties to respond. We have to get over 3,000 counties because that's what makes up our federal, our, our country, right? That's what makes up the federal is those three over 3,000 counties. And if you can get them to do something about elections, if you can be present at those meetings and put eyeballs on them and make sure they see you, that you are not okay with just this whitewashing of, uh, oh, everything's perfect here. No problem here. Everything's fine. We all recognize, right? 
that there is a big problem in America right now and that the elections aren't fixing themselves. And why we ever thought that, I don't know. I don't know. But I think that there's this sort of like national feeling that we step up to the voter box, it's just going to be so different now. Well, it's not. And there were a lot of accounts of that. Also, the internet going out. The internet uh, going out in a lot of cases. Now, we remember this from the last election, right? The 2020 election, a lot of internet problems they were having. And we saw numbers change at night on, uh, on TV. And we're told to go to bed. Just go to bed, complacent little citizen. <laughs> and when you wake up in the morning, everything will be great. Well, everything wasn't great. And we woke up with all these numbers changed and counties have gone to court over this and counties have said, wait a second, the numbers changed, but nothing's making sense. We have more votes than voters. We have more votes than voters. Now we have a problem. And when we went to the mail-in vote because of 2020 and because of a lot of um, people on the right and the left wanting this mail-in vote so badly, the problem is, is that even my son... Even my son got a ballot when he was uh, 16, 17. I think he was 17 years old when he got his ballot in the mail because he had registered for a driver's license. This is going on all over the place. So this is something that we have to work on, that we have to change, and we're accountable for that, okay? I, I saw a lot of people going, now, wait a second, election problems, and wait a minute, what do you mean it was a, a night for the Democrats? What are you talking about? Our country, our country is going down in flames, and people are going to vote Democrat again? That's just not how it works. And you and I both know it. So there's no way unless some vote flipping was taking place. We've always had fraud to a certain degree. It just, it got ramped up on steroids after the uh, software called GEMS uh, got into existence. And when GEMS came into existence, it actually went to court in the low 2000s, middle 2000s. And in California, you can go look this up. Uh, um, uh, GEMS, right? GEMS. And this software turned into the software we have today. But even back then, even back then it went to court because they knew that there were problems with the software. And every county in America has been pushing, pushing, pushing for software and to get away from hand counting. Actually, with a whole host of people there, and I know a lot of concerned citizens in every single state and every single county would show up for that kind of vote voluntarily voluntarily you could get people to make sure that vote's taking place. I mean, put them behind a glass window, whatever. Everybody wants to watch a hand count take place and it would not be that much money, but that's, that's what they're saying. That's the, that's the, that's what the, the other side is. Oh, well it could cost money. No, no. You know what costs more is the cost of America, the cost of our country and not being able to understand um, how to, how to solve our election problem. We've had election problems for a long time, okay? It used to be stuffing the ballot box or whatever. Then it turned into a software problem. But I know, and, and all of us are very, very much aware, as this new um, election, or as the 2024 election comes, comes upon us, has anything changed? Will anything be different? Boy, I sure want it to be. Don't you? I'll be right back on the New American Weekly. I'm Kate Daly, your host. Hey, America, how tired are you of mainstream corporate media's biased narratives and manipulated news? Their dishonesty and attempts to influence this generation have been exposed, put on display for anyone who's even half paying attention. 
but the New American Magazine has been an honest source of news and commentary for over 50 years. This is your opportunity to receive the stalwart of principled journalism at a deep discount. Picture a beautifully published magazine arriving at your doorstep twice a month, packed with insightful stories written with integrity. It's also available digitally on the New American's mobile app. Get up to speed with intelligent coverage from a freedom perspective. Right now, for a limited time, the New American is available to radio listeners at a 25% discount on a new subscription. Visit thenewamerican.com slash radio25 and receive 25% off. Subscribe today at thenewamerican.com slash radio25. Welcome back to the New American Weekly. I'm Kate Daly, your host, and uh, doing this weekend wrap-up, of course, of all the the main headlines, the takeaways, the things that uh, we need to learn from this week and hopefully do better, and uh, also, what are the major headlines? But let me just say this, two things. Number one, get over to the New American. I've been reading the New American for years, thenewamerican.com, and it's the best reporting I've ever seen, actually. It's I, I look at it daily because they have such in-depth reporting. It's just been uh, amazing to to know that somebody could take something and say, here's the facts, right? Because we're missing that. In society, we have a lot of media telling us an opinion of something, but not just the facts. The New American com is just the facts on the stories. It's amazing. Go there. And also Birch Gold, text them 989898. Get some help because you need some help with your money. The money that you've worked so hard for, shore it up with gold. 989898. Text that number and text my name, Kate, and uh, you'll get some free information. And it's free to get things backed by gold, to get your IRAs and to get your money backed by gold. Why would you not do this? And so make sure and text 989898 and text my name Kate get that free information and uh, you'll love me for this one um, no it's it's so imperative we really need to do something as digital currency is rolling in so um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the FCC okay the FCC situation boy was that interesting um, the FCC did a little warning and so I want to play this for you this was I think done by the Washington Examiner and uh, here is a little little segment of what they just did here we go Federal Communications Commission Commissioner Brennan Carr is calling the Biden administration's digital equality plan for all internet services and infrastructure, an awful power grab. He said, President Biden's plan hands the administrative state effective control of all internet services and infrastructure in the country. Wow, that is a big deal. It's a really big deal and it's not being talked about. And uh, the FCC is is out there saying, look, this is what's going on. This is not okay. Um, What are we going to do about this? Um, And of course notifying everybody really that this is taking place and that the Biden administration is really into this new equity plan. Okay. And so this is all about digital equity, a plan for all internet services and infrastructure, an unlawful power grab. Well, of course it's unlawful. Is anything they do lawful? Um, no, but, uh, and, and not constitutional. His plan hands the administrative state effective control of all internet services and infrastructure in the country. Never before in the roughly 40-year history of public internet has the FCC claimed this degree of control over it, okay? I'm not quite sure FCC has that big of a problem with the control over it, but they are sounding the alarm bells, okay? And so... 
Here we have a situation where I don't know if we realize how prepped we've been for this, but do you guys remember this clip from from uh, the administration? I call him King Dingling. I call him all kinds of names, but, but here we go with this clip that he talked about when it comes to rural people. Now, also notice how far and how much he puts you down. Oh, my gosh. Listen to this. The, uh, the other part, portion is a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community, hmm. in the Hispanic and the African-American community, they particularly don't. in uh, uh, rural areas that what? are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use, know how to get online for that COVID vaccination hmm. at, the, at the Walgreens or at, at, at the particular store. Oh, my gosh. At the Walgreens? <laughs> okay. So people that live in rural areas are therefore stupid and just can't find the Internet and don't know how to register. In this case, it was for a vaccine that I don't think you should get. But also for the fact that this is about you're dumb and (laughs) this walking cadaver is going to try to tell you that you're not very bright. So they have to work on making sure you know how to get on the internet. I mean, what are we doing? The old dial up? I mean, this is ridiculous. And they have to make sure and get internet everywhere. Okay. And this is was really a control ploy that people weren't noticing. I remember at the time this clip came out, people were kind of mocking it, yet they weren't realizing what this administration was actually doing. And it was creating, right? Several years back, this new equitable, this new diversity, this new digital equity plan for all, because they want to make sure and get everybody nice and hooked on the Internet and then make sure they have the power to end it, control it, and also put whatever they want and make sure and and censor it to death is really the case. And they know everybody is pretty much hooked on the Internet. They know that we've created a society over the last 40 years that is very much um, dependent on the Internet. And that's the other thing. You know, I've been thinking and talking a lot about EMPs lately. And we think about the Internet. We think about the shutting down of that. We don't think about all the other things, too, like trucking and all of the other things that, that an EMP would end. But it would absolutely end the one thing we're all very, very dependent on, and that is Internet. And Internet and electricity really control so much of our world. When we look back into the past, it's so easy to get really haughty and say, you know, oh, hey, we're so smart now and they were so dumb then. Not necessarily. We're way more dependent now than they were back then. So back in the day, back in the other centuries, they weren't as dependent. Now, they were dependent on kings, but they weren't as dependent on on a lot of things that we are now. Now, when we have this freedom, when we have what we think is all of this liberty, we are so dependent on certain things that if they end those tomorrow, if they control those things tomorrow, yeah, it would hurt us very, very much. This power grab doesn't surprise me. Um, With this administration in, what's really interesting is how fast they're going right now at taking this country down in flames. And it really is, uh, it's frightening to look at. It really, truly is. I think both sides kind of work towards, towards this goal behind the scenes, one slow, one fast, if you're asking me personally what I think. But when it comes down to what this is, The FCC is going to vote on President uh, Biden's uh, plan to give the administrative state effective control over all Internet services and infrastructure. This has no role in the government. 
This has absolutely no role. They have no authority under the Constitution, the governing laws of the land, to do anything with Internet. They have about as much control or should have over the Internet that they do over health care. The government shouldn't be in that either. And I could talk for days about that because of the new big push right now in all the states to go have the government go into mental health and have the government define what the new mental health is. And the new mental health is under a very broad umbrella because while the Biden administration is doing this, they also put out the uh, Safe Cities um, bill and this this monstrosity is putting a ton, a ton of money into mental health, broadening it, they say, and making sure that they are developing these government controlled mental health facilities where you go in and might not be able to come out without a doctor's signature. OK, and it, they want to broaden the view of that. And that can even be uh, your political stance. You know, there's these little mobile uh, units now that cropped up in Oregon. And so now it's all about, oh, hey, you have a political view that we deem crazy. Oh, maybe we maybe you need a mental health checkup. Right. And maybe you need to be institutionalized for a while because these new health businesses that are cropping up that the government controls with our tax dollars, billions with our tax dollars, um, basically make it so that it's more long term care. Why do you think that is? So two things that the Biden administration is working on right now that are very, very scary to you and I down the road. Number one, control the Internet. They have no role in this whatsoever. Uh, It's not a government role. And uh, this is why they started the whole TikTok thing. This is why the this is why everybody was going, oh, we need government to control our kids on TikTok. No, all that did was absorb more NSA spying on your kids because then the kids have to create accounts, right? And the government got more involved in your kids' lives on social media. That's what happened. And then, of course, the whole mental health push to make sure that the government now controls mental health. Tell me anywhere in the Constitution where it says they can do this. Tell me anywhere where it says that the government has a role in your health care at all. It does not. It does not. We need to remember this. We need to understand this. As a populace, we can fight that. All right. I'll be right back, of course, in the New American Weekly. Don't go anywhere. I'm Kate Daly, your host. Can you believe after all the recent violent protests, looting, and destruction, some communities are considering either defunding or abolishing the police? If you agree that now is the time when police protection is needed most, then it's time we stand up and support your local police and the communities they serve. Call 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet. That's 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet today. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. You know i got to play some circus music because I feel like we're squarely in the middle of an audience eating our popcorn and watching a circus take place. Welcome back to the New American Weekly, uh, judging from this week's headlines. Uh, <laughs> and doing this wrap-up, let me just tell you, um, 
Oh, boy. Uh, I want to talk about uh, several things uh, that have been going on in the news because there's kind of some interesting admissions, too. But uh, I'll get to that in just a moment. I'm your uh, I'm your host, Kate Daly. And let me just tell you, get over to the New American. You're going to love it. The New American, um, you know, as a as a person who just believes in just getting to the bottom line of the truth and who had in the last, you know, almost 15 years really understand where to find truth. The new American kept popping up as an opportunity to view actual reporting. I think how we all envision reporting to be, and that is, here's the facts. Here's the truth. This is what, this is what just occurred. We have two sources of news, the AP and Reuters, and they paint the picture and they give the copy to every newspaper in the country, all the way down to local. And also your local newscast is built off of the AP And a lot of people worship the AP. And if you were talking about, if we were talking about elections right now, I'd remind everybody that the AP took over the announcement of the elections um, back in the mid 1800s. Yeah, clear, clear back then. And uh, they became this, this voice of national news. Well, it seems to me as I look around, you've got 99% of one voice, and then you've got 1% over in the corner over there trying to speak the truth or trying to tell the truth. And we need to make sure and shore up the sources where you can get actual truth from. Because 99% of the time, you're going to get told what kind of opinion to have and what kind of um, how you should view a particular story. And this is why you walk away with this tainted view of, well, this is how I should feel about this, because it's tainted in adjectives. So whenever the stories come out of the AP and Reuters, it comes out with a lot of adjectives to tell you how to feel. Good news, how you identify good reporting is that it's not going to do that. It's not going to give you a bunch of adjectives. It's going to say this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. You decide how you feel about it. That's good reporting. That's the new American, okay? Um, and I've had to rely on good news sources to be able to understand what in the world's going on, too. Um, so there's a lot that that we could talk on today. But look, a couple of things cropped up that are of interest to me in particular, okay? Now, Number one, it was uh, a lot of people are talking about um, the exceptionalism of America and talking about us as as loving the our exception. Our exceptionalism really kind of relies on the moral aptitude of this nation. That's where the exceptionalism is. Okay, we used to think exceptionalism was in military might. That's kind of wrong. Think. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not really what we should be thinking. It should be, who are we as a people? How do we how do we treat our elderly? How do we treat our babies? How do we how do we live together, okay, in this huge melting pot, but also the morality of this nation? Do we condone what's happening in, in Washington? Okay. And I've seen this come up a lot because we're we're dealing with elections and, and we're dealing with, you know, DeSantis and Haley battling it out, you know, and and we've got Trump out there battling. And what was interesting to me was seeing a picture of Biden and Trump saying rematch 2024, like a wrestling match. And I thought, man, we're not even we're not even to the primaries yet. And we're already there. The media is already telling us this is what the matchup's going to be. Very interesting. Right now, when you look at a lot of the people running for president too, look at their backgrounds, were they part of the World Economic Forum? Because that should tell you volumes. That's Klaus Schwab's group. And uh, a lot of our leaders like Canada and New Zealand and all over France all came out of the World Economic Forum. So 
pay close attention to their real backgrounds. I think Haley is a uh, World Economic Forum um, attendee. So, you know, there's a lot there in our own candidates on the right that, that seem to have these glaringly strange bios. Okay, so that's one. The other one that I noticed was Disney. Now, Disney is coming out. Good old Bob. Bob is back in there. And Bob is saying that basically this. We as Disney, we pretty much suck and our our, <laughs> our content and our movies are terrible. Now, why is he doing that? You've got to be wondering that, right? So we all see that. We all notice that. And you and it's evidenced in the fact that they're not getting the numbers, okay? And that their, their newest projects, Little Mermaid, they changed the ethnicity of the main character. You've got the LGBT um, like uh, new storylines and you've got all this wokeness in their movies and a lot of people get pretty protective over their kids. So they're not going to go. Then attendance is down. They even had to kind of change up the fact that, Oh, Hey, if we, (laughs) you know, we're going to, we're going to give discount tickets now to kids because they want you to come back. So what Bob's doing over at Disney is basically laying it out, like kind of finding that common denominator now lowering the barometer and saying okay now we're all going to say out loud that it's terrible and but that means we're coming back we're going to we're going to we're going to do better stuff but i have a feeling the woke storylines are not going to come to an end i have a feeling that they're still going to put that in why do i say that because i reported on this back in um I think this was two years ago, they came to this agreement that um, for any kind of award, if you wanted any kind of award in Hollywood, and really that's kind of the hierarchy of Hollywood, right? Because when we talk about Hollywood people, we say the Oscar winning or award winning talent, right? Actor. So they said to all the movies, they said, or all to, to all the actors and all the producers and all the directors that make up our movies, they said, if you don't have a certain percentage of LGBT storyline, if you in the crew and the movie itself, if you don't have a certain number of LGBT people in that crew, if you don't have a certain number, a number of disabled, if you don't have um, some sort of trans storyline weaved within the story or LGBTQ storyline, you will not be considered for an award. Yeah, they went that far. You will not be considered unless you do this. So now, looking back now at the last several years, think about every single movie you've seen, because I know you've seen them, so have I. Go look back and think about every single movie you've seen. There is some sort of story weaved into that movie, (laughs) okay? Because they told them straight up, we're just not going to consider you. Very, very strange. And uh, that's why I'm saying that is that they're all kowtowing. So there's no way that's going to change. He's just trying to pretty much say, oh, yes, we're going to get better. But they're really not. They're just get a little more covert about it. So now watch it even further. Okay, as far as watch it, as far as don't don't watch it. The other thing I wanted to end on, too, was this. And that is the military. The military put out these ads about because we have Veterans Day this week. Um Okay, the military put out these ads for white men again. So to join the military, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but it's just funny after, after they, they, they talked incessantly, they had these ads about women and trans and LGBTQ. Well, it didn't work for them, obviously. Okay, it's not enticing people to come into the military. And so, and they're even paying for operations now. So that's not enticing um, your average average guy and gal that wants to get into the military. So now they did the straight the straight male 
ad. And you can tell that they are really trying to entice people into the military. And I have to say, there's some, there's some issues and problems. I don't know if you realize this, but one of the stories that kind of went under the cover this last little bit was the fact that they changed up the military to, to do this artillery fire instead of boots on the ground front line stuff. And when they were use, utilizing this artillery fire, it was actually shaking them to the core while they were doing this. And it was, that's what's causing a lot of the brain damage. That's what's causing a lot of emotional problems when they're getting out. And PTSD is that they're literally, they're, the, they're, the teeth inside their mouths are, are, are moving when they are firing these, these heavy pieces of machinery over and over and over again. And they're not giving the military, they're not giving these soldiers any help. They're basically kicking them out and saying, go fend for yourself. And that's just not right. It's just not right. And, uh, and when they changed that up, they didn't do any studies on it. They didn't make sure that that was going to be okay for them to do between that and a heavy vaccination program, a Guinea pig, heavy vaccination program. We, it just spells trouble. We've got a lot of our troops suffering and this is why they're on the, on the campaign thing again, to make sure and get people back in is they have a lot of problems. And when they put people into, not on the front line, but into the artillery, um, it has caused and wreaked a lot of problems for our, our U.S. military guys. And coming from a family of military, let me just tell you, that's not okay. And kicking guys out and telling them they can't get any help is not okay. And that story needs to be told far and wide. Veterans Day is important. It's an important day for us to, to notice our veterans and understand some of the things they've been going through. And we, don't, we, we should never be a nation that's okay with treating them horribly. Okay, that should not be okay. And when it goes back to our exceptionalism, it should be because we take care of our own. Because we care about the elderly, we care about babies, and we care about the people. We care about our military. That's where our exceptionalism is. Not in the might of the military, but in the fact that we care for our own and that we take care of each other. That's where it has to be. And that is your wrap-up this week. For the New American Weekly, I'm Kate Daly, your host. See you next time.